Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 223 with our review of Pain and Gain. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases, television shows, and web series from the past week and beyond. Each week you're going to get a couple different episodes. Uh, first off, you're going to get some reviews. Uh, this week we just have a review of Pain and Gain. Uh, then you'll get a trailer talk segment where we discuss some of the trailers that have hit the internet recently. And then a What We've Been Watching segment where we discuss all the things we've been watching outside of the podcast. How you doing tonight, Carson? Uh, tired. How about you? You're, 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 you said you had something to, uh, to contribute to our banter other than ask you about the weather <laughs> or, you know, tire, sickness, health, something like that. Yeah, I have a little a little story and then a warning um, about how this episode is going to go. <laughs> uh oh. Um, so I got into the house about the time that uh, Carson and I were. Sp- I'm, I'm not speaking to the audience, but um, telling you the story also. So I arrived at my house, rushed into the studio. I text Carson, "Yo, just got home. I'm setting up. I'll be on momentarily." And then as I turn around. I see, like, the tail end of something go, like, creepy-crawly underneath my couch in in <laughs> my studio-slash-room. Uh-oh. Um, so I quickly grab something and try to, like, fling it under there real fast to, like, maybe catch the end of it and snag it out so that I can find it and kill it. Um, and, of course, no dice. Nothing comes out. So I pop up the... Of course. I pop up the thing, um, the, the recliner part and then dive underneath it but by then it's just missing and it's gone and uh you know if if this was a normal studio uh you know that would be such a big deal because you know eventually it would just die and disappear or find its way out or i'd eventually find it and be able to squish and kill it and everything would be good but unfortunately my uh, my studio doubles as my bedroom and because of the way I've chosen to, you know, design the interior uh, of my room, it's more suited towards being a studio than it is towards being an actual bedroom. So I don't have a bed in my room. I just sleep on a mattress on the floor, which I bring out at night. Um, So somewhere in my room is some creepy crawler thing that I have no idea where it went. And... Yes, I'm recording this podcast with my skin crawling because I know that thing's here and I don't want to go to sleep until I've <laughs> killed this thing. So uh, when I text Carson, I was like, okay, it'll be like, I'll be on in like two minutes. Um, and then I proceeded to, for 15 minutes, move my couch and like open things up and try to find this thing and I can't find it. And what? Fu- so the, you say creepy crawly, you say like roach or spider? It's not a roach. It's not a spider. It's something else that I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an alien. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a bug that's gonna get in your system. It's like something that might wear an Edgar suit. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, that's how it always happens, man. They they show up. You try and kill it, and they like crawl into like a crevice or something. You never see it again. I know, but I don't want that crevice to be part of my body. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it's not – like, that happened to me. Like, I there was a roach in my bathroom, and uh, I tried to swat it, and I did, but 
crawl under the bath mat. But when I flipped up the bath mat, it was gone. And I was just like, I guess it went into the wall. Like, I never saw it again. So, yeah. All I know I is don't it, know. It's, it's freaking <laughs> me out. And, and there is a there's a high likelihood that at some point into this podcast, you will suddenly hear a bunch of cursing. and A lot of shrieking. <laughs> yeah, a lot of high... girly shrieking. A lot of girly shrieking and then a lot of smacking of things. And uh, I may or may not come back. <laughs> Ah, oh, gotta get it, gotta get a pump, dude. No, like seriously, is you gotta you, you gotta smash it with a weight. You know, you know, in Star Wars, when they fall inside the trash compactor, <laughs> and then, like <laughs> you just see the tail end of the thing swimming through all the trash. Yeah, yeah. It was sort of like that moment for me, where it's like I, I saw something. I don't know what it was, but I know what it wasn't. Brush past your leg. No, seriously, dude. If you if you hear high pitched shrieking and wailing, that's that's <laughs> what happened. Man, Chris really liked this movie. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that 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 was why we are now recording forty minutes later than uh, I intended for us to start recording. Oh no! Well, hopefully it uh you know is gone for good. I'm just hoping that like it shows itself like as soon as we're done recording and I can it, just it never does. It. And then the, you get all those like crazy. I hate when, you know, people bust out, I'm going to do it now to you, but people have done it to me where they're like, well, you know those statistics about, like, you know, the human body eats, like, so many bugs, like, a year, like, when you sleep. I'm yeah. just like, I don't need to know these things. Like, ew. I don't even, I'm not, I don't, I don't, uh. It's just, like, I don't want to even think about that. I don't either, so we should stop thinking about it and get this episode <laughs> going. Um this week we are here to talk to review the film Pain and Gain. So uh, let's take a look at the trailer for this movie and then let everybody know what we thought. I'm hot. I'm big. No. No. My name is Daniel Lugo, and I believe in fitness. All this began because it was time to push myself harder. Oh, there you go, yes! Otherwise, I was looking at another 40 years of wearing sweatpants to work. Mr. Dobble, are you currently using steroids? I think they messed me up. Don't worry, that's what we specialize in here. Penis magic. I'm a self-made man. I made a lot of money. Maybe yourself ought to spend some of it on a salad. You know who invented salad? Poor people. What's going on, Dio? Hey, but just get tired of being where you are, Adrian. No. I kind of like it here. I mean, the weight's a new. I mean, in life, man. When's the last time you paid your rent when it was due? I got a plan to change that. Where'd you do your time, pal? Up north. Are you fixed for a job now? You just can't kidnap a guy and take his things. That's so illegal. Well, sure we can. Victor Kershaw is a criminal prick who deserves bad stuff to happen to him. We go through with this. Nobody gets hurt, right? No, oh, man. We snatch him. There he is! We grab him. He signs a few signatures. We give him a protein shake. He doesn't even know what happened. I watched a lot of movies, Paul. I know what I'm doing. The Sun Jim Gang has successfully acquired every asset you had. What happens now? Now I go to work. 
I know it does. That's it, get it. You said no violence. And I meant it when I said it, I swear to God. I cannot kill. Duly noted. Look, when this is over, we'll all go camping, all right? Okay. All right, so Pain and Gain is the story of a group of bodybuilders who get way in over their heads as they attempt to kidnap and extort money from this guy who has a ton of it and is kind of a dickhole. Um, so, <laughs> Carson, what did you think of Pain and Gain? Uh, well, I think I can officially say that uh, Michael Bay out Spring Breakered Spring Breakers. Uh, I think if we even if we don't agree on this movie, I think we can agree that uh, this would make a hell of a double feature with Spring Breakers. <laughs> I would love to see the Spring Breakers Pain and Gain crossover movie. <laughs> Alien and uh, Daniel Lugo. The Sun Jim gang. Daniel Lugo is trying to extort money from Alien. From Alien, yeah. Oh man, now there would be that's a movie. That's like the Avengers of trash. <laughs> that's just oh man. What a ridiculous movie. Um I love this movie. I was completely entertained. Um I was th- throughout the whole like from the second it opened till, you know, the second it ended. I was completely on board. I mean, I was I was fascinated and, and, and shocked and, you know, I, I laughed at its ridiculousness and its uh, dark humor. And uh, it's just crazy that this was, a, you know, an actual true story. Like, a, and I, you know, I thought maybe, uh, you know, they took liberties with it. Uh, they clearly had to take something. And turns out um, they actually had to remove stuff because it was too crazy to be in this movie. Uh, I guess like even more crazy shit happened uh, in real life uh, than, uh, than what they put in the movie. But uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk about how, Oh, well, you know, there's just like, nobody's likable in this film. And uh, the, the actual story that it's based on is like a tragedy and they're just kind of making fun of it or exploiting it. And, or, you know, they turned it into a comedy. And I mean, I, I don't, first of all, I mean, I love movies. I think we can, from the movies that I've recommended on this uh, podcast that, you know, as far as I've been on, like I, I enjoy movies with completely unlikable. I mean, if it's done right, completely unlikable characters, they're always more interesting when they're just like weirdo scumbag people. Um, (laughs) And this movie is just, it's got them all, man. Like, uh, the three leads, Mark Wahlberg is at his uh, Marky Markiest, and uh, he's just hilarious in this movie. And The Rock is great. Anthony Mackie, like, these characters are so interesting and, like, so bizarre, and they're just so dumb. And, like, their actions are what make this movie entertaining and funny. And, um,. You know, like the, like, I just feel like, you know, yeah, like the guy that they're ripping off is also, like you said, he's a dickhole. Like, he's not likable either. (laughs) And like these guys, like, you kind of like feel for their situation, but you're, 
at the same time, you're like, no, they're doing like horrible things, and these people are just these people are just like dumb criminals, and uh, yeah, like it's 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 just so crazy that it actually happened. I mean, I was reading. Um, we were uh, going over the articles. Like, I guess my girlfriend was skimming through the the actual article that was written about these guys, and uh, right. you know, stuff like you know, in the movie they show like them trying to kidnap the guy like three or four different times. Well, I guess in real life it took them like eight times to actually kidnap him. Like these these guys were just like it was weird because like they they seemed very smart, especially the Lugo character, like. And in the movie, you get the sense that, like, the guy is, like, he knows, he comes up with these, like, crazy schemes, and they actually, like, make a lot of sense, but then, (laughs) like... I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) Yeah, well, like, you know, like, he comes up with these plans that you're, like, oh, okay, like, you know, this could actually work, but then, like, it either all goes horribly wrong, or they just can't execute it worth a damn. Like, it takes them forever to, you know, finally get through it, and, um... Yeah, like, it's just, it's so, it's, there's a lot of funny moments in this, like, dark funny, but, uh, yeah, and, like, the other thing is, it's, like, I don't know, like, I just, I feel like that the, yeah, like, the, the actual story was probably a lot more serious and morbid, but, uh, you know, I just, I feel like these guys, like, were like this, and, you know, I've, I've heard, the other thing that, I, I saw reviews say that, like, you know, Michael Bay just went, you know, they were like, oh, low on budget, but not on excessiveness. I'm like, but this was, the whole story is about excess. Like, it's like, that's all these guys, you know, want to be. That's what they want to revel in. Like, they, they're chasing their, you know, warped version of the American dream. And all it is to them is excess. They want, like, this guy's money so they can just, you know, be uh you know just crazy all the time i guess and like i think you know michael bay at his michael bayist is always uh the most entertaining i mean when he's you know working in this arena like i i think this is like a return to uh you know the crazy 90s r-rated michael bay that that you know i love i love you know like bad boys the rock like that kind of stuff like i I feel like this is just, you know, him being really entertaining. I mean, and this story really encompasses everything that Michael Bay loves in his films. I mean, you know, hot women, guns, strippers, fast cars, uh, black humor, and, uh, you know, he even throws in midgets. Like, I mean, it's got everything that he loves to put in his movies. <laughs> Why was there randomly a midget in this movie? <laughs> Crude humor, fat humor. Oh, it's, just, it's got it all. This is the most entertaining movie you will see this year. Uh, probably. I, I have a feeling that this is high up there. Yeah. This, I, I, yeah. I, I walked out of the theater going, I'm pretty sure this is this will be like on Carson's list of best <laughs> movies of the year. Oh, and when neon. It gets the end lots, of the year. lots of neon. Lots of awesome, like just bright colors crazy uh it looked good the movie looked good it was just like that's why i was like man like spring breakers getting a run for its money well like see it's 
This is definitely as batshit crazy as Spring Breakers was, but this film actually has a narrative that makes sense and right, characters right. that are actually doing something where you can understand their motivations and, um, you know, they are incompetent and just buffoons, but like <laughs> you at least understand the driving motivation between what they're trying to do and, and like the justification they initially start off with trying to um, figure out what's going on. And, uh, like, I did not like Spring Breakers as much as you did. Uh, and this film still is out there in that same way, uh, but it, it, it is that much more fun. than, than it, It's basically like if, if you took the craziness of Spring Breakers but actually made the movie fun and not just what the F am I looking at, um, you kind of yeah, have... Spring Breakers is a little more depressing, even though... <laughs> and that's kind of weird to say because the stuff in pain and gain is like way more crazy it's it's crazier but it's not like it's done in a very energetic way yeah but i mean like i i would argue it's not crazier you have a lot less people being affected in what's happening in in uh, pain and gain than you do in what's happening in in uh spring breakers and the weird the fact of like the age of the girls and their supposed innocence at the start of that film and where it's going, I would yeah. argue is much darker than a bunch of like really terrible people doing terrible things to each other. Yeah, um, adults. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, it's different, but I think this film is really just like, it is Michael Bay filmically filleting himself. And just like, I, I, you can tell that he, I mean, he steals his own shot from bad boys too. Which oh, he yeah, also the Miami sign. In, in, in one of the the, the, the uh, movement through the hole in the wall, like would oh, you, yeah, would you start in Bad Boys Two and then ripped off for Transformers Two? Yeah, he put it in Transformers, and then, also. and then he also like ripped it off again. Like it's literally like he probably just programmed the. They probably took the exact shot and just mapped stuff on top of it. Didn't even like reshoot that. Um, well, I think that's like he's you know he's known for the the spinny shot like in the first Bad Boys. And he yeah. put it in the rock, you know, like when they're standing up and stuff. And then, like, I feel like that's like his that's like the evolution of the spinny shot is like in Bad Boys 2. Yeah, but and I don't then even, he just kept using it. In, I don't like, even know if he actually like recreated it, though. I mean, it's it's sort of public knowledge that he literally will reuse like yeah, he'll reuse stuff. Yeah, like there's there's the shot you can. Um, so well, clearly just, he reshot that, though, but it's like almost it's the exact same uh, movement. though. Yeah, but if you, if you look at like there's there's a scene that I saw it on YouTube. Somebody put a scene from Bad Boys 2, like the car chase scene and yeah. then the Decepticon chase scene um, from Transformers. Oh, it's th- the it's three. the island, the island. Oh, yeah, the, the island. That's right. The yeah. island and Transformers three. Three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like it's literally the same car being hit with the same invisible object and like But there's a Decepticon in Yeah, it, instead of a instead, door yeah. or whatever the hell is fly, or, Well uh, I, and also I know that he's I know that he's done that before. Like he'll put uh he put shots of uh some of the like big uh marine like, you know, uh destroyers from Pearl Harbor in like one of the Transformers movies. Yeah. Um but but like I, I think for that, like I, I know that he he's done that a lot. But like the that uh, I think that one for with the island in Transformers three, I think that was where like they had like something. It was like a thing where 
um, when they were shooting, they didn't get like enough footage or something. And then like, so he just reinserted yeah. that footage from the island to like make up for like the shots they didn't have or something. Yeah. And anyways, I mean, uh, whatever, you know, being a uh, resourceful, I guess. All, all that aside, like this film is clearly just him trying to have fun and I think I I appreciate it on the level of like everybody involved in this project is obviously having a good time. Like you can just see the good timeness of it all because like the characters are ridiculous and, it, and it's weird the transformation they go they go from too because it, as it starts out, um, Daniel Lugo whatever his name is, um, uh, Mark Wahlberg's character like he has a very like his motivations are they're not they're not pure but like he's. He's upset at the place he is in life, and he's just watching this, like, douchebag just, like, insult other people and say how everybody else sucks and how awesome he is and just brag about all this stuff. And, like, he's motivated by the fact that this guy who doesn't, like, clearly doesn't deserve it um, has everything when everybody around him has nothing, and he wants to rob him of that. But, like, (laughs) pretty quickly on, it, it grows beyond just that intention of taking away from this guy who he thinks doesn't deserve something to like getting more for himself and the, all the people he has involved in the project just get in over their head more and more and more. And like, it's yeah. like, it starts off and you kind of like, you feel, you feel kind of bad for, um, uh, Anthony Mackie's character, uh, w- with like just his, his obsession with needing to get bigger and stuff like that. But then like over time, you're like, there's not really like a re like, there's no end goal for it. He's just obsessed with being bigger. And it's like all the characters really just become these, these tragic, uh, people who like you slowly stop being on their side. Like at at first you kind of want them to succeed because like you feel bad for them. But then like, as the film goes on, you feel less and less bad for them. And you never really feel on the side of like uh, Tony Shalhoub's character because he's just sort of a dickhole and like you're not really you don't really care what's happening to him but you still like as as the film progresses you start to care less and less about every single of the characters <laughs> like the only person who's actually a good guy is Ed Harris is Ed Harris yeah and you, you want him to like you know show up the cops who are just like I don't believe this guy yeah yeah it's just it it's a weird ass movie but it's it is very fun and it is ridiculous and yeah i mean obviously visually impress- impressive i mean no matter what you say about michael bay you can't like insult his ability to just shoot something very flashy and make oh it, yeah make it look visually interesting oh yeah like it's there's always there's a kineticism to this movie and to any of his movies but to this movie especially like I was hearing some reviews saying like, oh, it was, you know, it could have used about 10 to 20 minutes cut out. I was like, I didn't think it was, it felt long at all. Like I thought it, it kind of, you know, flew right by. Like I, I could have watched like another 10 minutes or 20 minutes or so. I, I think it feel, it, it did feel long to me, not in, not in the bad sense necessarily, but I mean, it felt like this yeah. is a long ass story, like a crap, like there, there's, yeah, like, there's like crap load of stuff they have to put into this uh, story. Yeah, like I, I expected just from the trailer that like the the initial stuff would happen, like the setup would happen. They'd kidnap them. Everything would be good, and then most of the film would be like Ed Ed Harris trying to capture them. But right. it's like that doesn't even start to play in until like 
a long time later. Um, yeah, until so about halfway through the movie. There's just, so there's just a lot of stuff that happens, and each each chunk of the story is like surprisingly. Um, it, there's just there's a lot of stuff happening in this film, and it does yeah. make, it doesn't make it feel uncomfortably long, but it definitely feels like when it's done, you watched a really long, um, you a, a lot a long span of time. Right. <laughs> that, I mean, it's it, but it, you feel you feel like it's earned, like you feel like it needs to be that long. Like I I didn't think that it felt bloated or anything. Like I I thought that you know this is a story that deserved to be over two hours. Like yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, obviously, like, you know, there's a lot of information from this story because it's so crazy. And, um, you know, I actually thought it got even more entertaining as it went along because it just like the, you know, uh, their actions, the characters' actions and the situations they're getting themselves into just kept getting more and more ridiculous and uh, that was that was fun to watch, and I and I read you know uh, oh no no I don't I don't know what I was gonna say but I was, I went off on the wrong tangent but uh, <laughs> I know I was gonna say how um, the actors in the film like it this you know you were saying how like they they seem like everybody was having a fun time making this movie um, and I I just think you know like from an actor's perspective this is like a dream role because you're. You're just playing like these characters who are just so, uh, you know, like heightened and just crazy and, you know, getting getting to get it, you know, play these scenes that are just, you know, really manic and, uh, you know, big and uh, just doing like some of the actions like that has to be like just fun to do. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine, you know, like you said, but uh, like, uh, I don't know, there's that there's that one scene at the end, near the end, uh, where they're all in Anthony Mackie's house and Mark Wahlberg does his like, you know, he's like, he's doing like about, you know, 20 to 30 lines in like one single breath. Yeah. It, you know, it was like the, it was like the scene in Ted where he's like rifling off all the names. Uh, yeah. That just reminded me of that. Like anytime like Mark Wahlberg busts into that kind of stuff, like it's hilarious to me. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I don't know, just like, and stories that start off where, you know, they got this plan and it's just kind of not going according to plan. Like movies that like never go according to plan, but then like just keep getting worse and worse as things go along. Like those are always the best to watch. Like yeah. things that just keep escalating in badness. <laughs> like you, you think like there can't be anything that can go more wrong and then it does. Yeah, this is sort of like it sort of reminded me of like a really flashy uh, and money backed version of Suicide Kings. If you've ever seen that movie, yeah, yeah, like it has it has the feel of that sort of thing where it's like these guys have this thing. It should be super simple. They just got to do this thing real fast, and then they'll yeah. all be good. And then it just turns out that they're like in a really bad situation. And it's like we we talked in in last week's what we've been watching segment about the the film um, The Imposter. And how, like, if you didn't know this was true, like, you wouldn't, you couldn't co- possibly believe that it was actually a true story. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And in this film, it's, like, that to the extreme. Like, there's even a point in the film where, like, it pauses the action and it says, remember, this is a true story or something <laughs> Yeah, like this that. is still a true story. <laughs> 
uh, and like uh, that uh, that got a big laugh from um from the audience i was with and um i, th- I think just i think most of the people that saw this were enjoying it uh there there was one dad who brought his little kid in and i wonder how that <laughs> I, I still don't understand why people it's gonna be like gi joe Duh. yeah exactly <laughs> well the rocks in it it can't be that bad right no of course not oh it's man gonna, it's gonna be like journey two yeah i i just I, I yeah well i mean i could see like you know we've talked about uh certain movies in the past where you're like yeah like i would recommend it to a certain amount of people but not to some um th- th- this is definitely a movie i could see some people just not liking whatsoever yeah possibly walking out like i i could feel like uh Maybe like some of the older crowd walking, you know, going to see this movie for I don't know the actors or something intrigue, <laughs> and uh, you know walking out like after Mark the Wahlberg. first, yeah, Mark Wahlberg, somebody, and then walking out after the first like thirty minutes or so, like I, I can see that. Yeah, no, that that that's definitely a a, a huge possibility. Like if, if 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 this was acted by anyone else other than the three leads and like. Pre- presented by anyone else other than Michael Bay, I would probably say it's a walkoutable movie, like for sure. It would be pretty boring. But but like it's it has so much flair and so much like genuine fun in it that it makes it become watchable. Like it's yeah, and then pl- I mean, plus the three leads are inherently likable actors, so that helps too. And the other thing, like, you know, I was saying how some of these reviews were bashing it because it was too excessive, Michael Bay's style. It's like, you know, I, I just to me, that's like what like like what did what did you expect going into a movie that's directed by Michael Bay? Like, I I feel like that is what you would expect if you go see a Michael Bay film. That's what I would hope to expect. Like, I I feel like if Michael Bay just shot this movie traditionally, like I'd be you know, I would be uh, not on board with that. Like, I would want him to bring his style to, you know, the project that he's doing. Like, I wouldn't want to see him not do that. Like, that would be boring to me. But the, but the trailer was also upfront with the ridiculousness of it. Like, there there was nothing in the yeah, trailer yeah. that that I think sold this film as anything other than what it was. Like, you know, I, I said when the first trailer came out that like I was completely uninterested in the story. But the more I watched the trailer, the more I was kind of like being won over by actually wanting to see the film. And yeah. that was because it did sell the, the zaniness and like the just the just the, the overall ridiculousness of the characters and the story and pretty much everything about the film was over the top. And that is ultimately what made me get interested in it in the first place. And that was the part that was interesting about the film. So I, I don't think this, this is a, a like it, it'd be different if, um, you know, your, your trailer sold this film as an action film and it, and it turned out to be some weird, like crazy drama that was just people sitting around tables talking yeah. and then you're like well you know like the the woman who's or you know the people that complain that drive wasn't just a, a like a crazy driving movie like there was a bunch of yeah, other it stuff. wasn't a fast and furious type movie yeah like i i mean i can understand on some level those people's complaints because the trailer sells it as this crazy like somebody should be behind the wheel of a car the entire movie and like okay i get right, it yeah i get it that didn't happen so i can see why you were confused that it ended up that way but i think this trailer was pretty upfront and honest about what you were what you should expect going into it and 
if that took you by surprise, then you missed the point of the trailer. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's, yeah. And that's exactly what I'm saying with it. That's why I was, you know, kind of, you know, baffled by these reviews that I read that said they were, you know, complaining that it was too excessive and that Michael Bay's style was like almost distracting or whatever. And I was just like, I, you know, I don't see how that, you know, in terms of this story, I don't see how that's a, a negative. Yeah. And also, like you said, it's sold to you in the trailer. Like, it's going to be a crazy ride. Like, it's going to be that movie. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know what people were expecting or the people that said that were expecting. Yeah. But uh, I was uh, fulfilled in my expectations, I guess, <laughs> in that it was going to be a crazy movie. Yeah, I, I would say it delivered on what my expectations were. It, it delivered the Bayham, if you will. <laughs> the Bayham. <laughs> uh, I would say it's a, I would say it's a supremely entertaining film. Uh, Taco supremely entertaining, if you will. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm just thinking now. I'm thinking of <laughs> Anthony Mackie's like that spiel he goes on. Um, then, oh, about working at the taco shop? Yes. <laughs> uh, good times. Well, anyways. Um, but oh, that's the other thing. Product placement would be a Michael Bay movie without that. I like when they, I love when they walked into Home Depot, and it was just like the Home Depot, you know, for when you need to chop up bodies. <laughs> Come to Home Depot. We got all your supplies. I'm sure Home Depot really loved that endorsement. I know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, a glowing endorsement to Home Depot. Yeah. Especially when they talked about how they only they only sell what was it, like Chinese <laughs> crap. Yeah, the the chainsaw that was made of made in China. The, I forget exactly exactly the phrase. I can't remember. It was but, something like something something China crap. Yeah, is what he said, and like, then he kept repeating made in, it. Made in China I, crap. Yeah, and then like I love how they bring back the chainsaw and it's still got the hair in it. And it's just like, what? They didn't even bother to try and take it out. They're like, oh, you got fur in this. It's broken. <laughs> All right. Well, Carson, I think it's about that time that we just go ahead and get into our verdict for this film. If you're going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it? Well, I think it's pretty obvious that I would give it a must-see. <laughs> um, for, uh, for all audiences? For all audiences, approved for all audiences, clearly. Um, you know, but obviously, like I said in the past, uh, I would, you know, to certain people, I would not say to see this movie because I would know they just would not like it. Um, I, I, w- I wouldn't say my parents, though, because I actually think they would maybe enjoy this movie purely because it's based on a true story. Like, if I, I'd sell it and I'd tell them, like, I feel like if it wasn't based on a true story, they would might not be into it, but, like, um, you know, if I, if I told him like, yeah, man, this painting game, it's crazy. Like it's based on a true story. Like you won't even believe like kind of stuff that happens. I, I, I can see that. I can see him getting behind it. So purely on its educational value. Yeah. But, but like a movie like spring breakers though, no, but this I can maybe see. Yeah. I think this is way more accessible than spring breakers uh, on like basically every single level possible. 
Um, and Spring Breakers is really only <laughs> worth watching for James Franco's performance. Um, <laughs> beyond that, it's a little bit sketchy. And, uh, oh, I was going to say that, uh, you know, both of these movies utilize a uh, voiceover. I, I like the voiceover in Pain and Gain, like how it switched back from uh, different characters' perspectives. Yeah, that that was an interesting choice to have, like, each each character narrates their own introduction to the story and like at different points in the story, their motivations at that given time. Um, I thought that was an interesting touch. And that's, that's part of the way that's part of what like made me feel it was, it was just a film about having fun because that is almost overly stylized in a way that like you shouldn't narratively actually be doing. Like there's no reason in the context of the story for you to tell the story from that vantage point. Like you're you're breaking all like not rules but like you, you know like the story is obviously Daniel Lugo's story but by doing that you make it all these other character stories during the course of it so it kind of just it's really playing with conventions in a really fun way and I I enjoyed that yeah yeah I would agree yeah but that being said I definitely don't think this film is accessible to all audiences so I am giving it a recommend with a caveat. And to follow up your joke that you're probably thinking again this week, um, the caveat being must-see. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, obviously. I, I think if, if you if you were entertained at all by the trailers, um, then this is a must-see for you. Um, you're going to have fun with this. It's ridiculous. It's, it's kind of awesome in a lot of different ways. Um, and it's just, it baffles my mind how stupid these crooks were and just like what they were going through and um yeah it's just it's just a fun time and i think you'll enjoy it for other people who you know were completely turned off by the trailer yeah this film is going to turn you off even more than the trailer did um, yeah and it is it's definitely not something for everyone but i think if you've sat through anything michael bay has, do- has done in the last several years and enjoyed it on any level at all then you'll definitely enjoy this yeah, for sure. Especially like his older stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if, if you've only seen the Transformers movies, then maybe not. But I, I think if you've only seen the Transformers movies and you enjoyed those, then you'll definitely like this. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Yeah. Especially if you enjoy Transformers 2. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this uh, review for the spoiler warning. Um, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Um, you can find me at the gym or at <laughs> practicalcandy.wordpress.com. You, you gotta get, you gotta get that pump, dude. Yep. Uh, I'm, you, on, I'm on team Jesus. You can find me, uh, being a doer and not a donter over at, <laughs> <laughs> at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at the spoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show, including, uh stuff that yeah this, this is the only review we've done this week so not including other reviews <laughs> just other stuff yeah but there'll be other episodes in the feed as usual um you can follow us on twitter when those episodes go live at twitter.com slash spoiler warning or you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash the spoiler warning if you want to get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at the spoiler or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4tsw that's 760-575-4879 and uh yeah the the last two extra episodes that we did i forgot to mention where the music for the episode was coming from but in this case should be coming from the soundtrack to pain and gain um so hopefully you're having fun with that right now because it should be playing 
But uh, yeah, thank you for joining me, Carson. Yep, thank you for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We will catch you all next time.